0: on today's episode of the blue bloods uh well kind of an episode more of an interview that because that's all that we have we have an interview with lsu's long snapper blake ferguson he's been on the podcast before uh a short minute and a half long interview after one senior Bowl practice but now we have him on for close to half an hour so we've got that exclusively today we have no segments um so let's go ahead and roll into that now All right, so we have Blake Ferguson, uh, former LSU long snapper, on with us for an interview. And first of all, before we get started, I just wanted to say it's great to have you here, Blake, and uh, thanks for coming
1: on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So we have a couple questions for you, Blake. But first, I wanted to go ahead and congratulate you on an impressive college career. And uh, that career was, of course, capped off the national championship. So congrats for that as well.
1: Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's been a cool year. Um, a lot of hard work is uh, paying off, and it's, it's cool to see the fruits of our labor.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, so my first question or topic or whatever you consider it, really, uh, I don't know if you remember being interviewed by a lot of people during Senior Bowl week, but I was there. I was the shaky kid with the LSU phone wallpaper. Uh, thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> I loved it. I yeah. loved it. You came up. You came up after practice, right?
0: I did, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that was one of our most listened to episode, uh, episodes so far. We had you and a couple other guys on there. Uh, you know, I interviewed Boyd Cushionberry as well, one of your teammates. We didn't get his audio, but I had a couple answers from him. We considered, or we kind of talked about that a little bit. But uh, yeah, one of our most listened to episodes for sure. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So another question regarding me at the Senior Bowl. So I got credentials for this, and I don't really know how. And I know as soon as I got credentials, I forgot how to act. So hypothetically, if a journalist was walking around hitting guys in the shoulder pads after the game, just yelling, hell of a game, Blake, uh, for instance, how would you react to that? Because definitely wasn't me, but if somebody did. <laughs>
1: um, I would appreciate it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, um, there's, there's a lot going on after those games. So it's, it's a little bit hectic, but uh, appreciate it, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: well um how you doing Blake um and so I guess like my question would be more about this LSU team this season and you know you hear on ESPN and all these other analysts and they point to two people all the time about Joe Burrow and Joe Brady and they give them all the credit for the success of this LSU team but to you being inside the locker room what was really different about those about this LSU team because I don't think all the credit can be given to just two players
1: yeah, it's, uh, like I said earlier, it's a culmination of, uh, a lot of hard work just in it, on everybody's part, um, paying off and, you know, it was truly a team effort this year. You, you know, we talk about, this is, this is arguably one of the greatest teams to ever exist in college football. And so, um, you know, got to give Coach O a lot of credit because he put this team together. Uh, he recruited every single player on this team and, um, you know, I, I, I think this is a year to be proud of um, because we achieved so much as a team, first and foremost, and then the individual honors beyond that um, are, are just a cherry
2: on top. Right. I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I, I think we talked about on the podcast that, I mean, this LSU team has to be in the conversation for one of the best teams ever in college football. And, you know, so outside of the national championship, you've been at LSU for, you know, four or five years. What is your most memorable college moment outside of winning the national championship this year? I think,
1: um, I think probably beating uh, Auburn in Jordan-Hare last year uh, when we had the game-winning field goal with Cole Tracy. That's probably one of my most exciting moments uh, in my time at LSU. And then probably also when we beat Georgia at home, you know, being from Georgia, uh, I, had that, I had that game, you know, marked on my calendar from the time that I committed to go to school there. And so um, that was one that really meant a lot to me. And, you know, I, I, um, I was super excited about that game. And then to beat them the way that we did and then the fans rushed the field, it just made it so much better.
2: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that LSU Auburn game was insane. I'm an Auburn graduate, so it kind of broke my heart. So, I appreciate you guys <laughs> ruining my day on that one. That was one of the best games I can remember. But the LSU well, that's, Auburn game—that's two years. That's two
1: years in a row that, that we uh, won the game on some field goals, uh, 2017 right, with, with Connor Culp <laughs> and then Cole Tracy in 2018. So...
2: <laughs> yes. I I mean I, I was at the game in 2016 on the last second play that was reviewed for it seemed like an hour and a half it felt like on the last yeah, second that was that insane game.
1: That was one of the that was one of the most heartbreaking games in my career uh between that one and the Texas A&M game uh last year. Those were those were two incredibly tough losses. Um but you know, Auburn is always uh, one of the better teams that that we play against at, at LSU, and I got to give them a lot of credit because Gus Malzahn does an incredible job, um, always having them prepared to play us.
2: Oh yeah, so I mean that that actually was a perfect segue into my next question. So I mean, I guess outside of those two games, is there another game that you wish you could, if you, if you could play it again right now, what's one game you wish you could have back during your time at LSU?
1: Um. Hmm. Probably the twenty nine nothing loss to Alabama last year. Yeah, uh, that one hurt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, any loss you want to you want to always go back and and hindsight's twenty twenty. You can always you can always see on film what you can improve on and and what you can do better. But you know, you live and you learn and and you. Um, I heard a quote one time where uh, it talks about you know you either win or you learn. Uh, and, and so you, you take those opportunities to learn from your mistakes as a team and as a, as an individual and and move on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned something about marking that Georgia game down on your calendar. Uh, I know that you're from, yeah, I don't want to say the Atlanta area, but you're from North Georgia. Um, and you and your brother both played for LSU in college. So can you speak on what your deciding factors were, uh, on deciding to go to Baton Rouge for college uh, as opposed to maybe a school in Georgia or somewhere a little bit closer to home?
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know, as, as long snappers, it's, it's typically about timing when it comes to earning scholarships to play at the collegiate level. Um, you know, the, the long snapper position and even punters and kickers um, you know, it's, it's all about timing and, and who needs a snapper win and and LSU was one of the teams that uh when my older brother was coming through, they were the they were one of the ones that, that needed a snapper the year that he was coming out. And right. so um that was they were one of the first ones that started recruiting him. He went to a couple of camps uh at LSU early on and and got to know the coaching staff real well, got to know Coach Miles real well. And, you know, when they offered him, he was always Kind of comparing everywhere else that he visited back to lSU and so he knew that he needed to be in Baton Rouge and then for me you know I I, I was going to to Reed's games and and watching him play and enjoying Saturday nights in Death Valley and you know I, I fell in love with it as well I, I when I took my visits I was always comparing it back to back to Baton Rouge and um, you know there's a lot to love about about lSU and you know, I, I couldn't stay away. So that was, that was probably one of the, one of the w- ways that we um, kind of fell in love with the school and, and the city of Baton Rouge as well.
0: Right. It's definitely an electric atmosphere. I mean, it's kind of hard to me for me to be unbiased in saying this, you know, I'm an LSU fan. Uh, Zach, like you said, he, he's an Auburn grad, he's an Auburn fan, but even he can admit that this, the, the atmosphere in Baton Rouge is just electric on game days. Yeah. So, uh, and like we said, we were, you mentioned your brother Reed. Um, so obviously, you and your brother were both long snappers at LSU, uh, and now he plays for the Bills. Um, anyway, for the past five seasons, you've been at LSU. You're entering the draft. Uh, would you agree with all of those people that are calling the Fergusons the royal family of long snappers? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've heard I've heard several names for our for our family. Uh, whether it's the royal family or the first family of first family of long snapping or, or whatever it is, but um you know we take pride in what we do um I call it a craft or or an art that we have um worked so hard to um perfect in our years doing what we do and so um when when you say that it it makes me proud and uh, I'm actually sitting here with my dad and and he kind of chuckled as well when when you (laughs) said that so um but but you know it's it's a like I said earlier, it's a culmination of a lot of hard work this This sport is not easy, and you know playing it at the at the highest level makes it all the more difficult so um just just proud to proud to be up there with with some of the best yeah for sure
2: yeah I mean that's impressive. I mean you see a lot of families that turn out you know different brothers that all make it to the nFL and that's awesome that you guys get to experience that. but to kind of move back into your college days, I mean, you played under two different head coaches um and can you kind of speak on the difference of playing and being a player under Les Miles versus Coach O uh you know this year
1: yeah it's uh you know Coach Miles always will hold a uh special place in my heart because um he, he recruited both myself and my brother and you know it's I love Coach Miles dearly and um you know I have a lot of respect for him and and the way that he approached the game. So, um, but I think the difference I guess between the two and their in their coaching styles, Coach Miles is a little more laid back. Um, he's kind of uh, quirky. He's unique, um, and I think Coach O is more uh, gruff. Uh, he's he's gritty. He's intense, and um, you know they both they both love their players like sons and that was something that drew me to both of them. And, um, you know, I have a, I have a lot of respect for both of them and the way that they approach the game.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm currently going to Kansas state, so I got to see, you know, less miles this year, coach a little, <laughs> little bit in Kansas when they came, when we went over there to play them. But, you know, to go back to your recruiting, you said less miles was, you know, recruited you and your brother i mean national signing day is coming up this uh this next week and i mean you kind of mentioned it but can you speak a little bit deeper on just your personal recruiting experience and what was your what was your experience like compared to maybe some other players and what other schools you know i know you said georgia what other schools really were catching your eye outside of lsu and what was the ultimate deciding factor in choosing uh lsu yeah so um
1: you know with long snappers, it's it's a little bit of an unorthodox position in that you're you kind of have to recruit yourself to the schools that you want to go to. Um, you know, you're you don't have the stats, you don't have the the highlight reels to um, get you on the radar of college coaches. So you have to really do that work on your own end. Um, I was, I mean, in high school, I was sending emails to different college coaches with my game film and, and just saying, Hey, looking for an opportunity. Um, You know, I was, I was the number one snapper in the country at the time. And, and I mean, I was still having to, I was still having to recruit myself for the top schools in the country. Um, I knew that I wanted to play SEC football. I knew I wanted to play big time college football. And so um, that was something that I had to do. And, you know, it just so worked out that my older brother would be finishing uh, when I would be coming in, and I was able to redshirt a year under him, uh, which gave me a lot of, um, you know, confidence and just trust that I can, that I can play at this at this level. And I got to see it uh, firsthand before I actually stepped on the field, uh, being able to redshirt that year. So that was a that was a, a pretty important uh, factor to me in my recruiting process. Um, that was very valuable in my mind when I was making my decision. But like I said earlier when I was going on the different visits I visited uh, most of the SEC schools I also visited out um, in Oregon I visited Stanford and you know I was like I said earlier I was always comparing it back to LSU and and so that was kind of when I knew I needed to shut my recruitment down and I needed to be in Baton Rouge and I was offered I was offered by LSU um, going into my junior year of high school it was a one of their summer uh, football camps that they had for, for specialists only they offered me following that camp. And uh, I committed in September of that year, right before the Auburn game, actually (laughs) a lot of, a lot of Auburn connections in this conversation, but um, so I, I committed in uh, September of my junior year, which is uh, early for long snappers because a lot of guys, uh, a lot of teams, they won't offer a long snapper until your senior year of high school because they want to see how you develop. They want to see how you, um, how you grow and, and get bigger and, and how you're able to move downfield and coverage. And they want to know what they're getting when they offer you. Um, but LSU, you know, they, they saw the, the potential that I had and, and offered me early and wanted to get in front of the recruitment process because they knew that I would have other opportunities to play. So, um, that kind of is a long story short in terms of my recruitment. But uh, for me, I guess the main schools that recruited me were, were LSU. And then uh, I also looked at Tennessee and Alabama. Um, Tennessee offered both uh, my bro- – he offered my brother. And then uh, when I was coming through, they were actually <laughs> – it's funny. The day, the day I committed to LSU – um, they were gonna call and, and offer me a scholarship, um, wow. and then they found out that I had committed to LSU, and so they were like, "All right, I guess we're not gonna we're not gonna <laughs> offer this kid. We'll, we'll go we'll go down the list to the next to the next available." But oh, um, you know, growing up a Tennessee fan, uh, both my parents having gone to Tennessee, that was a cool um, experience being recruited by them. But you know, it it worked out for me to be an LSU to be in Baton Rouge at LSU and, um, you know, ended up winning a national championship. So I'm excited.
2: Yeah. I don't think it could have paid off any bigger than it did this season. No, and- absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, the NFL draft is coming up. We saw you at the senior bowl and I mean, what is your biggest goal that you want to achieve during your NFL career? And I mean, do you have any is there any team that you have your eye on? Is there any place that you would prefer? Or are you just looking to get a chance and looking to prove that you're going to be one of the best long snappers in in the league?
1: So, yeah, I have a, I have a lot of goals for myself. Um, I kind of infamously write my goals on my mirror in my bathroom so that I see them every day when I uh, am in there brushing my teeth or, or taking a shower or whatever. I can always see those and be reminded of them. But one of the main goals that I have is to win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I won a national championship with my teammates, and you know this is this is a team game that we play. So I'm not necessarily worried about individual awards or or anything like that. But um, I do want to win a Super Bowl because that's something that I've uh, admired since I was since I was young. I, I watched. Um, guys like Peyton Manning win a Super Bowl I watched guys like Drew Brees win a Super Bowl and so um, that's something that I've always wanted to do and then I guess um, in terms of individual honors I would like to be uh, the Walter Peyton Man of the Year at some point uh, or at least nominated for that because that's something that goes beyond just the game of football um, it, It's it's about the game of life and impacting those through your, um, your platform as an athlete and as a football player. And so um, because community service and, and reaching out to, to people uh, off the field means so much to me, that would be uh, incredibly special as well. Yeah, that would be great. Um, so – and this is kind
0: of recent. Uh, I saw on Twitter today uh, you sent a tweet out. Um, so in the NFL, you're finally going to have a chance to get that paycheck. Uh, you're finally going to have a chance to uh, – you know, be paid for what you're doing. Um, I, we saw that you spoke out again on the topic of, uh, of student-athletes not being able to be paid in, this, in the NCAA. Uh, we've spoken about that topic here many times, uh, and I'd love to hear your take on the issue.
1: Student-athletes should absolutely be paid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like there's, there's so much money in the sport of football um, and just college athletics in general That there's no excuse for student athletes to be um, going home hungry at at night or or not having gas to put in their car. Um, You know, my brother and I were having a conversation on Twitter today, uh, Mm -hmm. followed by a couple other folks that we know, and and it's just there's so many opportunities for um, you know for money to be made, and and I'm glad that there's progress being made with the name image and likeness rules being changed soon um but i do feel like there's still more opportunity for that to to progress right absolutely and
2: i mean there's people on both sides of the aisle some who don't think players should be paid and, you know, so forth. And what is what is the argument that just makes you the angriest that you don't understand at all that people argue that college players should still be, be playing for free? Like, what argument do you just think is the worst that you've heard?
1: Um, I think one that I get probably the most often would be just, uh, you know, you get a free education and that should be enough for you. Um, and so that one, that one kind of rubs me the wrong way and, and i'm i 'm um, not disagreeing with them at all because I feel like we 're very blessed to have um, to have what we have and to have been afforded a, a free education and uh, i 'm very thankful for that, but I also feel like that there 's an opportunity for um, student athletes to make money beyond just the uh, the scholarship that we 're afforded. Because students in general that don't play sports, are they have, they have afternoons or, or time to go and get a job and make money for themselves beyond um, their their school tuition. So student athletes should have that opportunity as well, given that we don't have the time to go out and get a job for ourselves.
2: All right. right. <laughs> and you see that all the time. I mean, uh, in, I know they recently released that wild commercial about the life of a student athlete and they got a lot of pushback because of. Yeah, that was
1: their, that was horrible.
2: <laughs> I can imagine. But so this would be my last question. I believe Brandon has one more um, so many analysts, I've, I think you've seen them that way too early top 25 polls, and including myself, I have my own doubts. I won't hide from that. So this probably be the toughest question I'll ask you this whole interview is there's a lot of people who are skeptical about LSU continuing their success into the future, calling this team a one and done. And that's due to losing, you know, coaches like Dave Aranda and Joe Brady, and then losing players that like Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, yourself. I mean, can you give me and some other doubters a few reasons why we are wrong and why you think this LSU program is going to keep on the trajectory that it's been going in recent years? Uh,
1: Yeah, so, I mean, we have Coach O first and foremost, and that's really all you need. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I was very impressed with the team that he was able to put together this season um, you know, he, he brought in Joe Burrow, he brought in Joe Brady, um, you know, he, he he was able to co- kind of orchestrate everything to be the best season that has ever, there's ever been in college football. Um, I heard, an I think it was Greeny on ESPN said it the other day that you, you can't argue that this is the best team ever because you're never going to win that argument. But you can argue that this is the best season ever because there's statistics to back that up. Um, Now, with that being said, we did lose a lot this season. Um, We lost like eight or nine juniors and then several seniors that were key pieces to the puzzle, including Joe Burrow. So, um, I mean, I don't want to call it a rebuilding year because I, I believe in Coach O and I believe in the pieces that he's already brought in with, uh Bo Pelini and I uh, and the pieces that he already has in his arsenal um but I I am excited to see what he's able to put on because it is going to be a very different looking team um uh, but I also I'm I'm hopeful that they'll they'll bring back coach Munoz from uh Baylor because he was a he was a vital uh piece uh as to why we were so successful last year and I'm, I'm hoping that we can get him back yeah absolutely uh Uh, One last
0: question from – this is the last question of the interview. Uh, Blake, at this point, we've all seen the video, or at least our listeners have seen the video. We've seen the video of the LSU team at the White House after you won the national championship this year. Uh, And the second that President Trump mentions that you'll have the opportunity to visit the Oval Office, your face just lights up. So what was that experience like for you and for your team uh, overall?
1: Yeah, that was was unreal. I mean, to – to be able to go down into the West Wing and go into the Oval Office was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, uh, first and foremost. But we were also the only team that has ever gone down into the Oval Office.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't realize no
1: that. No football team, no team go, visiting the White House has ever gone down there.
3: Wow. And
1: so for President Trump to just – allow us to do that was so meaningful to me and and that was why I was so excited to do that uh and my my facial expression showed it um but you know it, it was that whole experience itself was was surreal um you know my mom was asking me before we even won the national championship she was saying what's what are you most excited about uh for when you win the national championship Um, and I wasn't, I'm not worried about the ring. I'm not worried about kissing the trophy. I was excited to see the white house because that was what I saw on sports center growing up. The, the, um, you know, the Lakers and the, the Celtics and the, the Colts, when they won the, the super bowl, going to the, going to the white house and meeting the president. Um, and that's, that was one of the, probably the thing that I was most excited about was that trip just in general to see the white house, much less meet the president. Um, and, you know, I was, I was hoping that we would, uh, have McDonald's and Chick-fil-A for (laughs) our meal there, but I, uh, the, the, the Oval Office, uh, made up for it. So,
0: oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, once again, uh, thanks for coming on Blake. It's great to have you. Um, and we really appreciate the interview.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have, I do have one thing, um, that I want to mention, um, Brandon, your fiance, I believe, um, yes. re- was the one that reached out to me, um, to actually get, get the interview and, and be on the podcast. She did want me to mention that your wedding gift from her will be LSU season tickets for this oh, fall. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, yeah. was, wanted <laughs> me to that I mentioned that, uh, on the interview because she was super excited about that. And, um, I hope you enjoy and I'll, I'll be at a couple games hopefully this fall as well. So um, enjoy those and, and make sure you give her a big
2: hug.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thank you. And uh, go Tigers. Go
1: Tigers.
2: Yeah. So that was um, Blake Ferguson, former LSU long snapper preparing for the NFL draft. Uh, We appreciate Blake coming on, you know, answering our questions. Uh, We have some ones that, you know, some, some, People would not answer, so shout out to them for that. Um, guys, podcast available everywhere. Um on social media, we shared links to our Apple Podcast, our Spotify, our blog on WordPress, um, working on some big things in the in you know in, in the very, very near future, let's just say that. So be on the lookout for that. To follow any announcements, any posts, any new episode updates, just any updates regarding anything, our new uh blog posts. Follow us on Twitter. It is at the underscore underscore blue bloods. Building a little bit of a following on there. So we need to step the game up. Go follow us on Twitter. Instagram, it is at the underscore blue bloods. We already got a pretty strong following on there. Keep showing out, you guys. And then Facebook, it is at the blue bloods pod. Um, I, I don't know how or why it started out real slow. Facebook has been booming. So as um, Antonio Brown would say, business be booming. And, um, you know, this uh, we have more episodes coming out uh, this next week. National Signing Day is Tuesday. We got a whole rollout for that. So stay tuned for more episodes, more updates, more articles and everything. And like we said, this is the blue bloods and the content never stops coming. But for right now, we out.